Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Evangelist Scott Pauling. Today, we are on a journey through Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we make 66 stops through each book of the Word of God. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Those are the profound words of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. We've come today in our journey through Scripture to this amazing book called the book of Ephesians. Now, it has six chapters. It has been called by some people the most impersonal of Paul's letters, In other words, it doesn't deal with lots of personal things about his own life or even very personal things about the church there. It is full of doctrine. It is full of great truth. It's been called the Grand Canyon of Scripture, broader and deeper, and in some ways most beautiful. And so because of that, I believe it's very easily applied to all believers, and indeed it should be. It wasn't written just to the people in Ephesus. Oh, it was written to them, but it was written for us. Now, one amazing revelation is that the book of Ephesians is a prison epistle. Some people believe it was the first of the prison epistles. And so think about this. The Apostle Paul writes one of the most doctrinal, beautiful, profound letters he ever wrote sitting in a prison cell. One author even called it Paul's greatest prison masterpiece. Well, I don't know if he was sitting in a Roman prison. I don't know if he was under house arrest. I don't know all the circumstances, but I know this spiritually He was sitting in the heavenlies. That's one of the great phrases of this particular book. It's found three times. Chapter 1, verse 3. Chapter 2, verse 6. Chapter 3, verse 10. In heavenly places. There's a beautiful parallel between the New Testament book of Ephesians and the Old Testament book of Joshua. You see, the heavenlies is not heaven itself. It is our present access to heavenly places. It is our Canaan. It is our present possession. It's possible not just when you die, friend. It's possible today. Wherever you may be at this moment geographically, spiritually, if you're in Christ, then you are seated at this moment at the right hand of the Heavenly Father. You're in heavenly places. You have access to all of heaven's resources. Think of that. God's great treasure house is at your disposal. That's powerful to me. As a matter of fact, The book of Ephesians opens the way many of Paul's letters does with a recognition of both their geographical location and their spiritual one. He says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. They were at Ephesus, but they were in Christ Jesus. You are at where? Say the name of your town right now. Okay, but you are in Christ Jesus. That beautiful phrase in Christ or some equivalent of it, is used 35 times in the book of Ephesians. That's more than any other New Testament book. You see, the book of Ephesians was written to reveal to us who we are in Christ and what we have in Christ. It's powerful. The the verses that I opened with, the key verses of the book, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, and then we go on to verse 10, for we are His workmanship 
created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. That passage shows us two things. It shows you both the wealth and the work of the believer. And it must go in that order. First, it's about what you receive. It's about the believer's riches in Jesus Christ. That word riches is used all through this book. That's powerful. You are rich in Jesus. When you receive Christ, you got it all, my friend. But then, naturally, it progresses from the wealth of the believer to the work of the believer. We might say it this way, from the riches to the responsibility. In the first part, we're told what God has done for us. Now we're told what He expects us to do in response to that. Not to be saved, not to keep ourselves saved, but rather with a grateful heart. We want to serve the Lord. God changes your want to. And in the first part of the book, we're told about the Holy Spirit who seals every believer. But now we're told, don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God by the way you speak. In the first part of the book, we're told what God does in us and towards us. But now we're told in the second part of the book what we're to be and do towards Him. There's a great emphasis in the book of Ephesians on the person of the Holy Spirit. And I would challenge you to read that. We should desire as believers not just to say, oh yes, oh yes, I'm in Christ and Christ lives in me. But we should desire that the person of the Holy Spirit is able to live and labor through us. Like most of Paul's letters, he moves from the doctrinal to the practical, from the wealth that we have in Christ to the walk of a Christian. And here's the bottom line. We live as we do because of all of the blessings that we have in Christ. Friend, we're not working towards something. We're working from something. I'm not working my way to heaven. I could never work my way to heaven. No, heaven came to me in the person of Jesus Christ. Now I'm seated with Him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And friend, if you're seated in heavenly places, you're not going to live the same way on earth. It is going to change the way you live your life today. The book of Ephesians, though it's very doctrinal, is intensely practical. May I say to you, that's true of all of God's teachings. They said of one preacher of a bygone era that all of his doctrine was application and his application was all doctrine. I love that summary. You see, those two things are beautifully blended together in God's truth. That's why in this particular book, as you progress near the end of the book, there's a great emphasis on our walk. That's our lifestyle. For example, chapter 4, verse 1, we're to walk worthy. In chapter 4, verse 17, we're not to walk as other Gentiles. In chapter 5, verse 2, we're to walk in love. In chapter 5, verse 8, we're to walk as children of light. In chapter 5, verse 15, we're to walk circumspectly. I'm telling you, if you know Jesus Christ, it's going to affect your walk. Recently, I was in a place of business, and a young man there was cursing and taking God's name in vain. And I spoke to him about the Lord Jesus, and when I did, he said, Oh, yes, I'm a Christian. And I thought, what a sad testimony to swear by the name of the one who you profess to be your Savior. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you're a new creature. It's going to make a difference in the way you live. Do you really believe the Creator God of the universe could live inside of you and no one knows it? No, this book centers on the person and work of Christ. And the life of a believer centers on the person and work of Christ. We might summarize it this way. Chapters 1 through 3 can be summarized by the word done. Jesus did it all. When he cried from the cross, it is finished. He did it all. It's done, friend. The payment is paid in full. 
Salvation is complete the moment you put your faith in the Lord Jesus. But chapters 4 through 6, we could summarize this way, do because done. We are to do certain things and live a certain way because of all the Lord Jesus Christ has done in our heart and life. I'm seated in heavenly places today. Wherever you're sitting right now, you're seated in heavenly places today. But it ought to demonstrate itself by the way we speak, by the way we treat others, by the way we act towards those even under our own roof. Could I remind you that you're no better Christian than the Christian you are in the privacy of your own home? That's why I think it's very interesting that Ephesians is one of the classic passages on marriage and raising children. Read it for yourself. Read chapter 5. Why? Because knowing Christ is going to make a difference not just in your heavenly home someday, but in your current home, your Christian home today. Is it a battle? Oh, read Ephesians chapter 6. It's a battle every day of your life. And you're constantly working to die to self and look to Christ, uh, putting flesh to death, mortifying the flesh, and allowing the Spirit of God to live His beautiful life through you. But my friend, this is the beautiful joy we have. This is the riches and the wealth we have in Jesus Christ. Ephesians has been known as the book of fullness. When you read it, you find the fullness of God, the fullness of Christ, and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And my prayer for you today on this journey is that you this day will know all of the fullness of God. And not only will you know it, your cup will run over and everyone around you will know it as well. Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauley.org. Among the many resources we have available, we're excited to make available to you a Journey Through Scripture daily Bible reading plan. This will be a tremendous help in our current study. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey.